Welcome to Spawn on Me, also known as Cult Radio. The official broadcaster of the true word of God is spoken by the Father, Joseph Seed. So listen close. Pearls of wisdom will fall from the sky. Chicago. This is Kali speaking. This is episode 210 of our show. We have a very special episode for you all home in Chicago. Uh, the wonderful folks from Ubisoft took us down to Hope County to talk to the creative director, lead writer, and a cult expert from the team. That's Dan Hay, Drew Holmes, and Rick Ross. Uh, so Tanya and I, we got a chance to hang out for the day, do some shooting, uh, got some crossbow love, <laughs> got some uh, chances to run around on some four-wheelers and some other good stuff. Uh, and we're going to share some of that information with you all today with two really dope interviews that we have from the team. We hope you enjoy it. Let us know. Let the folks from Ubisoft know if you liked it. And we'll see you next week. Everybody in Chicago, what is going on? We are here at the Far Far Cry 5 event, hanging out in the barn. Literally. <laughs> Literally in the barn, hanging out. It's me, Kai. It's Tanya here. And Drew. We have Drew, the lead writer on the team. Uh, give the folks at home a little bit of information about you. Uh, yeah, I, my name's Drew. I'm the lead writer uh, on Far Cry 5. I've been at Ubisoft uh, for two years now. Um, came here up to Montreal to, to start working on Far Cry 5, and it's it's been a lot of fun. Big team, uh, a lot of big narrative changes, uh, new characters and everything for Far Cry. So it's been a challenge, but it's, it's pretty rewarding so far. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So <laughs> having to get a chance to play a little bit of the game, um, even in the short amount of time, you can see that the, the, the story writing is coming in really, really strong from the beginning. seems like everyone is kind of getting their legs uh, into the world as soon as you kind of jump in. How was it kind of trying to figure out the groundwork and, and try to figure out the foundation of the story that you wanted to build in the world that you're kind of setting for everybody? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, the big goal for us was to have a, a, a big, strong, bombastic opening. Um, you know, the, the pedigree of Far Cry is always... Uh, an opening that sort of starts mundane and quickly goes awry. Uh, you know, Voss at the, at the very beginning, you know, losing uh, Jason's uh, uh, brother and then and then going to Pagan Min, all the, the insanity of that. So for us, it was, you know, there were, there were a couple things that were known basically when I joined the team. I was talking to Dan, I think it was August 2015, was my first uh, interviewed for the, for, the, for the gig. And uh, he said, you know, the game's going to be set in Montana. We know that it's going to be about a cult. We know that there's going to be a cult leader as, as sort of the main antagonist. And he there was there's another thing that he said that sort of has to do with, with the ending that I don't want to spoil. Yeah. Um, but and, and it was it was you're going to be playing a cop and it was going to be a customizable character. So there's just a, a couple touchstones. And from there it was okay. Like, what are we going to do with this? What is a what is a super compelling story that sort of fits with the themes that we wanted to talk about? Um, and and I think you know it's it's been a big evolutionary process. Um, finding the right cast and, and, and really understanding what the father's message was, what he was he was telling about, what's actually drawing these people into this cult. Um, once you know those pieces start to, to slot in, uh, we 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 you know you you sort of start to ride that roller coaster, um, and, and and it. Uh, it's really loud. I'm sort of like getting distracted. Sorry. It's like that's what editing's for. <laughs> um, uh, and, and so it, it was about how do we how do we gra- grab the player right away? Right, put them in this in the situation that sort of at the outset you, doesn't really maybe seem plausible. 
but making sure that the context all fits so that the player understands, okay, this I, I'm cut off from society. You know, my, my team is here and they need my help. And there's this cult that has, has taken over everything. And I've got no help and I've got to sort of really make my way out into this world um, and, and, and save the community, save my friends, and more importantly, have a lot of fun along the way. Because I think, you know, with Far Cry games, it's it's always that balance between the dark and serious story yeah. and the, the, the fun of the open world. And sort of trying to figure out a way to merge that all into a really uh, cohesive experience has been one of the bigger challenges. Hmm. Well, because I would think another challenge, too, is having this set in Montana mm-hmm. in a very real place mm-hmm. and, and the way that people responded when they saw, oh, it's a cult leader mm-hmm. and, you know, this kind of Joseph, you know, self-made Jesus mm-hmm. figure. Were you surprised at the kind of backlash at, as from certain quarters as to, oh, it's a cult leader and he's a white dude and mm-hmm. we're so angry? Well, I, I think what's interesting, you know, when we, we first showed off the game, uh, it's we didn't provide a lot of uh, context as far as the story. Um, and, I, and I think it's having that situation, having the setting uh, and the characters we have, it's you, you sort of, you can view this game through uh, many different lenses, I think. Um, and, and I think what's great now about being able to really show off the opening of the game, provide people the context of, okay, here's what the story is about. Here's what this cult is after. And here's what your role as a player is in it. Uh, I, I think that, you know, it's, again, for us, it was about, making sure that that players you know just had a really fun time mm-hmm. um experience in this game and, and, and taking down this cult um but at the same time you know recognizing that you know it is set in montana and 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 i think you know the the production of the game you know writing it we, it's we're aware of what's happening right mm-hmm. but not necessarily um losing yourself along the way in terms of we knew what the story we wanted to tell from the beginning and making sure that you know we were staying on the, on the same path that we wanted, because uh, again, at the end of the day, it's it's about crafting a, a really fun experience. One of the one of the fun things about the Far Cry series has been being able to write really good villains. Yeah. Um, how fun has it been to be able to write someone who is this over the top and, and just nuts and going all out? It's it's been great, and, and again, it, it the character didn't really take shape until you know we found Greg. Um, yeah. It it's you know. Me as a writer, you know, you, you have an idea for what a character sort of sounds like, what the cadence is in my head, and I'm just sort of picking off of different actors that you may have seen in the past, and it, it just it doesn't really take shape until you know you get an actor who comes in uh, and just takes takes what's on the paper and, and owns it, and all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, that that's the character. Yeah. And then you go back and you start to write these scenes, and the the, the collaboration um, working with Greg, you know, sending him scenes and going, yeah, this is great, and and, and the, his willingness to just open himself up emotionally. Uh, I, I think in the in the past, you know, Far Cry villains have always been sort of the the charismatic psychopath, mm. uh, both Voss and, and and Pagan Min, which were, were super fun and enjoyable. But I, I think for us, I wanted to sort of see if we could sort of bring that another level in of, of uh, the belief in what he's doing, the the commitment to which to his cause. Uh, you know, I, I sort of I mentioned to Dan early on. I was like, you know, I. We've done Far Cry's done the charismatic psychopath. I, I want to see can we make a villain that that can we get a villain to cry and have mm. it be believable, and I think we have. Uh, so I, I think the emotional arc that the character goes on um, is something that people probably aren't expecting, but it's something that now that it's done, we've seen everything. We've got the process. Like okay, I, I think we did a really good job, and I, I think people will be pleasantly surprised at the sort of the, the, the shape that the, the the villain takes this time. Nice.
Um, well, in terms of the villain and, and the voice acting and them going so well together, mm-hmm. did you have a chance to, to watch or, or be in any recording sessions and kind of literally see your words? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was in uh, every single mocap shoot. I was there awesome. working you know, with the actors and working with the director to make sure that what my interpretation of the scene was was filtered through David, who was directing it, and the actors. It was super collaborative, you know, sitting down. We'd start our table read, and I'd go, look, here's what we have on the page. But if it doesn't feel natural to you, if you don't, you don't feel that emotional connection, let me know. Let's sit down. I'm not married to any of this. The important thing is that it feels like real people having a real conversation. And we'll, we'll shape. I said, you know, if, if you've got to change a word here or there and you, you're not feeling it, go ahead. If there's something that we need to have, I'll let you know. And just making sure that they, they felt that they had the freedom to just really play around with it. Um, so for the cinematic mocap shoots, I was there. I sat through most of the audio recordings as well, just making sure that because a lot of the time I'm the only person that has a lot of the context for what's what the scene is and what we're trying to do. And, you know, you have so many different voice directors and we were recording in we were recording in Vancouver and Toronto mm. in Montreal in New York, like all over. The, the cast is huge. We've got like mm. 60 named characters. It's like I think previous Far Cry days had like 10. So it, it's been a massive undertaking. Um, yeah, I, I think casting is everything. Once you find that that actor that embodies it, then you can start to write towards their strengths and it really starts to take shape. Last question before we let you go is uh, how do you figure and how do you kind of balance out when you're starting to write the story of how you want to uh, have the conversation between the gameplay team and the writing team kind of mesh? And, and, and have you figured out and how you found you feel like there's a good connection between the two teams and how this particular story is going to get shared out? Yeah, I mean, that's always the biggest challenge in games, right? And, and it's not just us. It's not just the narrative team, the gameplay team. You've also, you're talking about the player. And I, and I think that the way that the structure has changed in, in Far Cry 5, uh, it, it's so nonlinear. After that, that opening that you guys played, you're, yeah. you're really allowed to go anywhere and do anything in any order. And so all of a sudden, you know, we're, as a writer, you're giving up a lot of authorship in terms of the cadence of the story. Um, and, and also kind of the tone because we've got characters that are very sort of fun and wacky and then there are ones that are more serious and, and, and tied to the, the sort of main storyline of the cult and in, you know, in, in a traditional sense you go oh this isn't going to work but I think putting that into the hands of the players to say what type of experience do you want to have right. um, I, I think it, it's more empowering and, and it's, it's for people who just kind of want to come home at the end of the day and, and blow off some steam if, if we're forcing you into this situation that's this dark, depressive cult all the time, maybe it's, okay, I don't want to play that. Where if you, you pop in, you're like, you know what? I just kind of want to go have some fun and blow shit up yeah. with Herc or with Sharky. Go ahead and, and, and have that experience. Um, so it, it's, you know, the, the collaboration between the gameplay team, you know, it, it's always about fun first. Yeah. Right. So making sure that, that what they want to do in terms of the core elements of the game are there and making sure that for me it was, it was, a lot about you know saying okay we're going to embrace what you guys want to do but it's just making sure that contextually everything fits together right and and so the open world activities and even the small side missions yeah. everything is tied to taking down this cult whereas in the past i think you, you, you would have had elements that you go i i, I don't understand why i'm doing this quest mm. because it, it doesn't seem like it's tied to my main mission at all um even trying to figure out small ways where our, our ridiculous missions still in some way in that character's mind is tied to taking down the cult. It just makes things feel a bit more cohesive, even though the, the, the sort of the, the tonal <laughs> scale is a, can, can sort of uh, swing back and forth a bit. 
Nice, nice. Drew, thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us. Everybody at home, I think that the story is well in hand. (laughs) I think you have nothing to worry about. Having a chance to play a little bit, I'm sure we can both say that that things are going in a really cool direction. So, again, thank you, Drew. Thanks. And everybody in Chicago, we'll see you in a little bit. Hey, everybody. Chicago, we are here again. Far Cry 5 preview event hanging out. We have some fantastic folks from the team. If you want to go around and introduce yourselves, please do so. Sure. I'm uh, Dan Han. I'm the creative director on Far Cry 5. Rick Allen Ross, technical consultant, cult expert. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Tanya and I are here. We're going to talk a little bit about cults. <laughs> We're going to talk about just exactly how all this wonderful gameplay that we got a chance to mess around with a little while ago came to be and also talked about why some of the stuff is in there that we didn't expect to see. So you want to go first? You can sure. You start it off. All right. Um, so for Dan, we love that the game really doesn't shy away from religious Im- imagery specifically, as, you know, cat, Christian and Catholicism. So when you all decide to have religion play an important part of the story, what were concerns that came up? I think we just wanted to make sure that whenever we build a world and it's, it's, it's every facet of the world that it feels credible and it feels real and that it's something that, you know, when you had reflexes of walking around the world, it felt like everything was the right size or that it made sense. But at the same time, we also know this is a game. It's, it's fiction. We want to be able to make it so that we can own it. So that's why we chose to build Hope County, Montana. That's not a place you can go to in the real world. It's ours. It's filled with characters that um, are born off of different people that maybe we've met or whatever else. But, but the truth is that they're ours and they're, they're our characters. And then when you think about the actual cult itself, we made it our cult, right? Yeah. And it starts with the father building a magnetic character, um, doing a lot of research, looking at what it would be to, you know, I had to believe that this character would be able to, to captivate me, yeah. that I would fall into this cult. And with a very short amount of time, I believe that, that this is something that could feel real. And I think that when we, when we did our, our delve into cults and we looked into, you know, what it is to build a cult and how you do it, it was immensely helpful to have expertise to be able to go in and start talking about, you know, how does somebody get taken? How does somebody get their, their mind altered a little bit to be able to start to believe in it? And then how do we make sure that we do that and make it credible, but still make it ours and make it a piece of fiction? Nice. Uh, one of the interesting parts about the setting and something that everyone has kind of been talking about, like, all right, so you're now in middle America, right? Yep. When you went to go do research, did you feel like there are some things that you kind of figured out and found in some of that research that specifically added some really interesting tidbits to the way that you wanted to tell the story and kind of share it out with the rest For of the sure. I think that... Uh, I think that, you know, when you think of, a, of an idea of what something is, like when you see the game first time, and you get, at first blush, you think, oh, the game's about this, or it's like this. It was the same for us when we went to Montana. It's like we had a cliche idea of what sure. it was. And what was really interesting to kind of inform the characters that we built is just how people talk. They're very honest, right? Yeah. And I think there's a little nuanced thing that happens in the game where you can walk up to somebody, and you can talk to them, and you can walk away. Yeah. And if you walk away, they're going to be a little insulted. And when you come back, they're going to be like, really? Really? Can I continue? Yeah. And it's a little thing, but it means a lot because they feel real. Yeah. And I think that from, from that all the way up to how the cult operates, to how people talk. And, and the one other thing that I would say is, you know, one of the things that bothers me sometimes in video games is when you go and you meet AI that's out in the world and they have every piece of information <laughs> at their disposal. They know everything about the world. And you're like, really, guys? It's like an encyclopedia. They kind of tell on themselves. Yeah, and you're like, wait a minute. Let's build people that don't really know what's going on. Yeah. They have information. They have disinformation. They have false information. They have no clue. It just feels real. And so when you think about the strata of a world and building characters like that, you've got to, you know, the devil's in the details. Nice. 
Yeah. So I want to ask, speaking of cults, I want to ask, you know, cults can be very graphic, very explicit at times. You know, when we see coverage, it's sensationalistic, et cetera. So how did you kind of decide on what would be things we see in the game, things that wouldn't be seen in the game for, for both of you? Because I, I've never met a cult expert before, so this sure, is fascinating. Sure, I think that uh, that's a, it's, a, it's a good question from the standpoint of, you know, how far do you go, what do you do, and, and what are the, the moments? And for us, it was just about, you know, we're, we know we're a first-person game. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so there's an opportunity to have you meet magnetic people in the game, and they step into your comfort zone. But at the same time, you know, we know that some of our gameplay, we want you to be, be to have bombastic moments and crazy moments, but we also want to have intimate moments. So I think for us, we just tried to keep it real, and that's why we went with the family, mm. right? There's some really interesting things we learned from Rick about the bureaucracy of cults and moment to moment, you know, what was it like for them to operate on a Tuesday? How did they talk? And there was one thing in particular where I started to hear about the language they would use when they spoke to each other. They had their own language, and that's something you talked about quite a bit. Well, I, I think what I was, this is my first time ever in a, in a video game uh, consulting. Mm. And what I was just blown away by was the attention to detail mm. and how nuanced and complex the character of Joseph Seed is. That magnetic personality, that ability to penetrate into the cracks in people's lives. I thought that was just fascinating. But uh, what you see in Far Cry 5 is not only a composite in the cult leader, but a composite in the cult itself. So what we need to realize is that cults are not defined by belief, but rather by behavior, structure, dynamics. So what you see in the game is classic. You see the absolute authoritarian cult leader who is the defining element and driving force of the group. Whatever he says is right is right. Whatever he says is wrong is wrong. And what you see also is a process of breaking people down through either persuasion or through drugs to get control, to get undue influence over their lives. And then finally, what you see in a destructive cult, and you see it here in spades, is the danger, the the eminent danger and the destruction that is done by the leader who sees anything as justifiable. The ends justify the means. So we have a couple more questions before we have to let you go. Dan, I wanted to ask you specifically, uh, when you have a game this big, what's the, what's the, the hardest part about trying to both give folks freedom, but also uh, trying to let them go uh, down the path that you're trying to tell in a, in a narrative sense and also in a gameplay sense where you want everyone to see all the tools and all the candy that you've kind of put into the game? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Still I, I think, uh, I think that, that there's a lot of tricky parts to this, right? You yeah. You build a world that's generous and that allows the player to kind of, uh, drink in the world the way they want and go where they want. Sure. You also want a story that doesn't, um, force the player to have a, a prescription of, of each moment that it's not, you know, mm-hmm. I think we, we know that there's a certain cadence to movies and there's a certain cadence to books. When we watch television, we're used to stories being un- unfolding in a way that we're used to. And I think that when you build a choose-your-own-adventure and you allow the and you encourage the players to go out there and author their own stories and go in any direction, it's terrifying as a dev <laughs> because you don't know where they're going to be. Like, we don't know moment to moment if you're going to have one guns for hire, two guns for hire, a bear, a dog, you're playing in co-op, you're playing alone, right. where you went, who you went, and, and it's it's... It's chaotic, but we think we do that well from the standpoint of leaning into, take the tone of grabbing Herc, going out with an RPG and blowing a bunch of stuff up, and then having an earnest moment with the cult leader. 
And I think that there, Far Cry has done that well in 3 and 4 and Primal. And I think in 5, people are really going to like the idea that we're not prescriptive. Yeah. You don't have to go and do something a certain way. As a player, you kind of get to be a dev. Yeah. And you get to author your own story the way you want. It takes a little bit of getting used to, but I think people are really going to respond to it. Players are going to love it. Cool. Tanya, you get the last question. All no the pressure. pressure. All no the pressure. pressure. All the pressure. Um, we, we talked to, with the lead writer uh, before you all, yep. and so I was wondering, in terms of you know, like letting the player kind of make their own destiny and figure things out, were there games where you've seen it well or things that you can talk about that won't spoil Far Cry 5 where you're like, that, that's that key moment, and no matter what a player does, it's kind of an aha moment for them no matter where they are in the story? Yeah, I think that there's, you know... I think that when you look at some other brands out there and you look at um, other stories that are being authored, there's some interesting things happening in stories right now. And I think, it, you know, I'm a, I'm a, when, when I watch television and I watch, ordinarily when you're a kid, you'd invest in a character. And in modern television now, it's it can happen where a character you invest in is just gone. Right. They just yeah. disappear. Right. Right. And I think that it's it's interesting to know that the way we're telling stories is changing mm-hmm. and that games is even at the forefront of that. Being able mm. to give you the opportunity to go anywhere you want, play the game anywhere you want. And I think that it's really interesting to watch players be able to assemble their own stories. And when we when we made Far Cry, that was the deal. Freedom, opportunity, surprise. The freedom to go in any direction that you want to. The opportunity to meet a character, to play with that character, to meet a person, to do whatever. And the surprise that the game and all the system were going to rub into each other and collide in this sort of wonderful anecdote factory. That's what we built. Gents. Thank you so, so much cool. for building this amazing world, coming on with us to spawn on me, and letting awesome. me hit everybody in the head with, sho- with shovels <laughs> cool. that I could possibly do. Cool. Uh, we hope to have you both on the show at some point. It That'd would be, be cool. fantastic. Great. And Ricardo, we have a lot of fun stuff in store. Far Cry 5 has a lot of fun stuff in store. Definitely copy when it comes out. We'll see you in a little bit.